Hi, I'm Lindsay Boomershine, brand manager of High Five Gear. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Have your jersey tell your story. Order online at www.high5gear.com today. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Order today and enjoy high5gear.com. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Parker Bone III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Tim Berg. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Vernon Peterson. Vernon's a pro shop operator, a USBC certified silver coach, and also a ball reviewer for the Bowler's Journal International Magazine. Vernon, it's Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me again. Always enjoy your podcast and always enjoy being on it. Yeah, so uh, we always seem to catch up sometime uh, right around Christmas time here. So let's. what I want to talk about, though, is as we wrap up this year, you, of course, the um, you do the ball reviews for the Bowler's Journal magazine. I'd uh, recommend everyone pick pick those up and take a look at them. You guys always do a great job. And um, I, I'm curious, though, where if you ever go through at the end of a year, and not to say, boy, this year was the, rev- the the balls that came out the previous year, and kind of look back and say this was a great year. This was a year we had X. And if you do do something like that, what your thought is regarding? the crop of bowling balls that came out during the 2021 uh, year and, and what your you know overall impressions are going across uh, all the major brands? Well, my first impression would be I, I want to give credit to all the manufacturers. I think they really, really spread out the launches to really kind of help the pro shops and the customers um, sell the bowling balls easier you mean not be stuck uh really um be stuck with a lot of stock you know so but i mean like this and you don't see those bombs or dead balls like you used to see i mean there's been it's been a few years since i really got a ball in my hands and man this ball really needs a lot of friction or it's like the pearls aren't as acceptable to wet dry as much. I mean, the finishes with the pearl cover stocks are a lot better. So you can use them on more conditions. You don't see, like, the wet dry as much. One good example is, like, the new uh, Blackwater Ghost, which has been the hot sellers last two months um, in in our shop, one of them. And they really do the due diligence before they get even into my hands for 
review because sometimes I get the ball one of the first balls off the pre uh, the line before even total production. So, but I mean they've really this year the manufacturers really looked at their launches really close on like and try not to flood the launches. I remember a couple years ago Hammer. Uh, when it was Ebonite before Brunswick got it, they had like every brand at one point came out with their top shelf ball, you know, um, they all had the top shelf ball. And it, I think it was the rip rip series at the time. You had a ripped pearl rip solid. Then you had a track high end ball. You had Ebonite high end ball. And so pro shop, you have all these four brands with high end balls and makes it, which one do you go to for your customer? You know what I mean? It's like, now it's been a lot better to make it easier, spread it out a little more. Like I said, the launches were a lot better. I mean, Storm pushed back the trend, too. I think they found a good time to launch that one where it wasn't getting swallowed up or lost in the flood of launches like sometimes happens over the past years. You mentioned that the equipment is is getting better and better from all the manufacturers. That have to give a, a hat tip to the R and V uh, R and D development. Then it seems like they're the ones that are going through what they need to do. Since, like you said, you haven't really had a, a bad ball come into you know come in for review yeah, or come into the shop. Right. Yeah, no, no, uh, no boat anchors. Nope, it's been a long time since I've seen one of those. <laughs> yeah, so let's also hit um, and talk about some of the longevity that we're seeing. What, what, in your opinion, makes a ball able to stand the test of time? You know, we all know the the purple hammer is one that comes to mind, and that has you know the urethane, and there's the that issue to it. But we've had you know the Zen has been out for a. Uh, you know, you tell me almost two years, a year and a half at least, and and we've yeah, had other, yeah. yeah, we've had other, you know, other balls from all the manufacturers, the game breakers here. You know, there there's been just certain lines and and uh, and equipment that has just kind of stood the test of time. Do you have anything that you can attribute that to as a as a driller there? I, I, I'm actually, it's more um, well, the purple hammer is just because it's your thing. I mean, if you want to talk about longevity of a one ball. For one for a customer, yeah, but I mean, like the Zen, it's still one of the one of the balls I go to for a lot of my customers recommended for it because it's one of those balls that seems to do the right thing. It was like like the IQ Tour; they always were trying to make a ball like that. Other manufacturers or the Black Widow, everybody was trying to make that was the ball they were trying to find the similar motion. It's like, but like longevity wise, I mean, we're like the Zen didn't get, oh, kind of like, oh, we're not making it anymore. We're going to, it's got, the sales have gone down. It, it goes to marketing. I mean, in the launches, you mean you don't, I remember like the Black Widow, and this was when Brian Graham was with Hammer. They didn't bring out the Black, uh, the original Black Widow. They didn't bring out the Black Widow Pearl. I think it was for a year because the Black Widow was selling so good. So, I mean, it goes to the marketing, goes to, how they the launches make sure it doesn't get pushed aside too quick or even a new one gets lost but like i said the durability of the balls i mean that's just like the finishes and the cover stocks are they're very aggressive but they're not too absorbent in the oil you still get some of them the more aggressive earlier rolling balls seem like they 
don't last long as like a Zen or uh, like raw series, um, electrifies like the meat, the middle of the road balls, benchmark balls, those balls seem to last a lot longer. Just, I think the finish of it, it's not quite as absorbent to the oil as like you really heavy soaking oil balls, high end shelf balls. Well, and that's something I, I'm beginning to see as well. Again, what we're talking all the manufacturers here that you don't need to go to that high-end ball necessarily, the, the top hook monster. We're able to get enough performance out of the mid and even some of the lower-tier stuff that you guys are reviewing there that we see from folks. So that's nice when a, a customer will come into the shop and they know they don't always have to be directed for their again, you're talking your league bowlers and your your guy just looking to replace the ball. They don't always have to go to the high end side of of the the ball wall. They can go towards the middle, or sometimes even I'm sure you can provide them something maybe on the lower end if they're looking as well, uh, price wise. Oh, definitely. I mean, like like high roads. IQ, IQ tours a little bit up there, but like the high roads, black widows, back to the old original cells. I mean, that price point. I mean. Like Blackwood will go. I mean, you're getting uh, excellent top top shelf ball almost for not the top shelf price. You know what I mean, the top shelf balls. I mean, some of most of them are your big hooking balls, like a maximum results. But you need those balls are a little more condition sensitive compared to a Black Widow, Go, Sabino, or IQ Tour, even stuff like that. You know, it's kind of high roads. Those balls are more versatile, it's, and then into like the benchmark balls, like game breakers, stuff like that. It's amazing. Like I said, you, you, you're getting. Unfortunately, they're making too good of balls almost for better value price for the pro shops. You know what I mean, <laughs> that's probably we're, we're probably we're not up to a three hundred dollar ball yet. Well, yeah, the value is still there. And let's um, I, I'm interested always because I, I feel like if I talk to ten pro shop operators, I'll get. Uh, at least five different answers on this one. Uh, but regarding layouts, this is one thing to, uh, I'm curious as to your opinion. When it comes to layouts, are you a fan? And let's just talk to your guy. You know, let's not go to the guy who's who's running all over bowl in the PBA events and, and, uh, and that super high-end competitive. Let's stick to maybe a guy who might do some, you know, some tournaments, but not quite, you know, not, not at quite that level, uh, you know, uh, and uh, regarding layouts, are you a fan of people just having that, that one particular layout that works well for them when your customers come in? Or are you a guy who will kind of fish around with layouts and see what might work for someone in a in a new piece if they're looking? Well, it depends on the customer itself. But our, my league bowlers, yeah, I mean, there's one or two layouts. I usually keep certain league bowlers into that, their favorite layouts. If they're only going to have one or two balls, or like two or three balls, might as well say. I mean, you got like, let's say, Black Widow and a Black Widow Ghost. I mean, I'm probably going to put similar layout on it if they're league bowlers. Now, if they're tournament bowlers, look for something different. That's a whole different ball game. Yeah, I'm going to change up layouts. Also depends on, like, rev dominant or two-handed. Some, like, two-handers, you're going to have some balls that you're going to do a rev dominant layouts on to make it a little weaker on the back end, or you're going to have some a little stronger if they're bowling tournaments. Like, I mean, the new system that's, um, Storm just came out for two-handed is really – I'm still still working on learning that more and more, but, I mean, it's very – they did some really good due diligence on those layouts for the two-handers. 
and there's a lot more two-handers. It's not going away, so you need to lay out balls for the bowler. If it's two-hander, no-thumb, traditionalist, high-rev, speed-dominant, you got to lay it out for the bowler. So, I mean, you got to find out what layout works for them, and sometimes it takes a little trial and error, but that's what the pro shop is there for, is to give them their expertise. All right, Vernon Peterson here on the pro, on the uh, Above180.com podcast. Vernon, let's move on and talk uh, and let's talk some a little bit about string pins. Now, I know you guys had a tournament down there not too long ago, well, at the beginning of the year down in Florida. You weren't able to bowl it, you were telling me, before we got started here, but it seems like it's a growing trend and it's something that we're starting to see more of. The USBC coming out earlier this month with kind of some guidelines that they're looking for regarding these string pins and what they're hoping for to set some parameters. Where do you see this going as someone who's been in the industry, and um, and I will say I've, I've I've bowled on them here down at the B3 uh, practice facility, the complex in uh, in Tempe, and they do the pins do definitely fall different, but I, I I didn't feel it was as bad or as pronounced as what people have said. Now who knows how how that is depending on from place to place, but your overall perspective on on string pins and where where we see those going as we uh, move into 2022. As a businessman, like as a pro shop, or learning from a lot from Michael Ducat, who owns the center of our shops at, um, like from a business point of view, it, it's a smart move for a businessman, like especially an FEC center. As a bowler, just I mean, you bowl on what what's given to you. It could be link edition, could be string pin. You know what I mean? Could be heavy wood. People could bowl the Peterson, but I mean, you have to adapt to it. But what I I watched that term because a lot of my friends bowled it. Um, what I saw just the ways you made splits were a lot different. I mean, he didn't like really messenger the 10 pins, but it was, was kind of hard to leave a 10 pin because usually the, the six pin would fall on it and lean on the 10 pin and knock it over. But then I was reading that they're going to have string pins. I think it's in Alabama at the world games next year, which is a event I bowled in. Uh, 100 years ago, well, <laughs> 1997 feels like 100 years, in Lati, Finland, which is any sport that's basically not Olympic sport. But, I mean, it's interesting to see that they're going to be bowling on string pins. I know the world world bowling has adapted, I think, it already. So, I mean, it's something like, would I not bowl a tournament on it? Nah, probably, I would bowl on it because, I mean, it's bowling. I mean, especially put enough money up, that's going to make me want to <laughs> Go go try to win the money. So I just think if you'll probably just have to adapt a little differently. I mean, I think the what I saw, the pins are kind of controlled a little bit more, a little bit, but you don't get, like, uh, pins flying all over like you did with non-string pins for high-rev players. So maybe it makes a little more fairness in a way. You know what I'm saying? I'm curious if the people that you know that bowled the uh, the event did they talk anything about were their moves and the transition on the the oil did they see their moves being any different or any any more pronounced I know that's obviously the the condition that was out there but still based on how the pins were falling not really from I did not hear anything about like how the pattern uh the moves on on the pattern just like I said the carry was a little different I mean, Kerry wasn't bad, but it wasn't. It was just different. They said. 
Please remember, check out BowlingThisMonth.com, bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource, all at your fingertips, everything online you need for your bowling game. They have their ball reviews down your left-hand side, seeing lots of great articles on their website, everything that you need. They also have a piece up regarding string pins and their perspective on them, so check all of that stuff out, health and fitness, technique, Everything you need regarding your game, again, check them out. Bill Semsrat and the crew do a great job. BowlingThisMonth.com And finally, please check out H5GBrands.com, your place for dye-supplemented jerseys. I've had a lot of folks coming up to me lately using that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order, promo code ABOVE180. A lot of guys I know getting ready to head out on tour. So maybe you're not getting ready to head out on tour, but you're getting ready for city, state, USBC Open Championships also coming up. Use that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. There's no hidden artwork fee, thousands of designs. These guys walk you through the entire process on the website. They do a mock-up jersey for you. I had this done over the summer. Everything turned out great. Again, remember, check out everything at h5gbrands.com. Also have your dye supplemented replica jerseys if you're looking for those from your favorite PBA stars and PWBA stars. Again, everything you need all at your fingertips, h5gbrands.com. All right, well, I want to move on. Our, our final topic here I thought we'd hit. We just had, uh, it was last month, November 16th, Cody Schmidt in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, rolled the last approved by the USBC 900 series. Now, there have been, and this was kind of interesting to me, I started digging into this, there's been 38 sanctioned 900 series going back, you know, 1997. And when you go back and look, there's about one, one every year. There's maybe four or five years where there wasn't one that was sanctioned at least that was was uh was certified by the usbc or approved so i always feel though maybe i'm wrong in this vernon that sometimes i feel like oh another 900 series but yet that's my perception but then the reality is when i go and look at the numbers is there's only like i said almost one a year does it seem that way to you as well because the last one was was wesley low out here in arizona a uh, place about 20 minutes from me in, in you know 2020 of july year before that it was in in new york on a, in april of 2019 that year there was actually two but does it seem like are you in that same kind of mindset that sometimes you hear a 900 and then you're like oh there was another one but there really is isn't as many as what you might be uh, perceived out there. Well, I look at almost almost maybe say like a baseball no hitter. I mean, you know, there's going to be a few uh, one a year or a chance or a perfect game. You know what I mean? But like, what gets me is I remember when Jeremy Sonnenfeld shot the first one. I mean, Jeremy was a long, longtime friend of mine. I mean, we hung out a lot of high roll tournaments. We were on Team USA together one year. I mean, it's. I mean, excellent bowler. I mean, it amazes me is like, um, I'm not surprised how many there are. Maybe I'm surprised there's not many more, but I'm like, I mean, there's been a lot of 890s or 880s, you know, I mean, but I know one, there was one guy in Michigan, he shot, I think he shot 900. They also had like 870 already. It's like, and I watch them bowl, it's like, oh my. I mean, I think it's, I'm like, I know like Jeremy's shot 900. Excellent, accomplished bowler, Wesley. Great kid, great accomplished bowler. I mean, bowl nationals with him. I mean, Vince Wood, another one. But then you look at some of these guys that shoot 900 in mixed league, and you look at them like, 
they bowl league. It's like, I mean, it makes you go, huh? Or like, wow. I mean, I finally broke 850 last year. I had 876. Was it 876? Yeah, I think it was 876. I went 299 with a pocket six pin, uh, <laughs> 278, two ten pins, and 299 with a ten pin, which I that one I definitely deserved. The pocket six pin was weird, but I'm like, I finally broke 850. I mean, I felt like my all my buddies on Team Harvey, you know, Ari Wilson, he's like every other time we turn around, he's shooting like 850. George Gohagen shoots 850. It's like these guys are. And I never broke one. I'm like, yes, I finally broke it. I'm almost 50 now. <laughs> it's like, I mean, but it's like the conditions are there for it. The balls are there for it. I mean, I know our center carries not the greatest, but our lane guy, I mean, he's got the shot pretty easy, especially once it starts off in the fresh. I mean, our mixed leagues, I mean, it's pretty darn easy. I mean, so I'm not surprised. I mean, maybe I'm surprised there's not more, but as they did a study with Throwbot and Earl down there. I mean, even they have to adjust to shoot 300. So, I mean, a lot has to do with the house. I mean, the guy that just shot, I saw the video. I mean, that house definitely looked pretty walled up. He wasn't spin boards either, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and the crazy part with him is the house record was 899. So imagine being the guy yeah. who has the house record, and you're thinking, okay, this is this is probably a safe record. And then someone shoots 900, so it isn't safe. And, yeah. and I guess the oh, whole – Yeah, what's that tell you about the house? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I guess the whole kind of point to this whole uh, – you know, my, my thought was – we talk about how, you know, equipment has ruined the game and it's making things easier. Now, you're right. We'd have to go in if we'd have to do a real deep dive to see how many more 800s there are sanctioned or if we want to go and look year by year at the 800 series and, eight, you know, 820s, 850s, et cetera. There's certainly more of those. I, I, would, I would, again, I would perceive or guess there's more of those in the last 10 years than there have been in, in these previous years. But um, it's yeah. just kind of interesting to take a look at, you know, what the actual numbers are. And you're right. They're not a lot of household names, as I have the list in front of me here. You know, some of these guys I've, I've heard of, and they're, they're very well-regarded amateur players, but um, not seeing a lot of names, uh, you know, household names of folks, of PBA stars or, or, um, or other folks like that as well. You made, a, you made a comment there. Is it really ruining the game? You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I, I know I'm, my job is to sell balls and make my bowlers happy. I know in our center, it's like the layman, he's a great, uh, our layman, Alex Smith, I mean, works diligently in the years and I've helped him try to make the shot easy. I'm like, the proprietors, the mechanics, they want the people to score. The manufacturers want people to score. Is it ruining the game? If you talk about traditionalist-wise, there are people that as true old school bowlers it may be but i mean but in general i mean when people come bowling they don't want to bowl bad unfortunately i mean yes do i like going bowl tournaments when scores are lower yeah because I've, I've excelled at that i mean my, but i've won tournaments where i average 250 on tv i have one tournament where i didn't average 200 like 199 so it's like you bowl you got to bowl in what environment they give you. But, I mean, if for league bowling, it's like they want to bowl good. I mean, they want to have a good time. They don't want to have to sweat. So, I mean, so, and it seems like more bowlers are coming back to bowling now this past year from pro shop and bowling center point of view, especially down in Florida. But it's like, is it really ruining the game? You know what I mean? I mean, 
it's yeah. hard to say. I mean, no, I, I completely agree, and and that's where I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing most people around, at least in this neck of the woods, when they go out to bowl league, they just like the shot to be somewhat consistent. That's it. They don't yep. care if it's super easy or super hard. I mean, they'd rather probably have it a little bitty on the on the softer side, like you said. But it's uh, it's just one of those things. You as a as a player, you just would like it to be somewhat consistent on a week to week basis, and even a a pair by pair as much as you can control. Obviously, topography plays a part in that as well. Yeah, yeah, it depends. What, yeah, pair of pair. I mean, that always makes it tough, tricky in house to house. You know, if you want to compare scores, you know. But I'm like, I remember we had a 48 team league up in Taylor, Michigan. That I think by the end of the year, even and not everybody ever 200 in the league, but almost everybody on the sheet had like a 270 game or better. This was 20 plus years ago, and people bitch when they bowl bad. They don't bitch when they bowl good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't go home and and uh, and tell everyone on Facebook and and Twitter and the like how how you bowled not so good. So, uh, so yeah. And on that note, Vernon, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap things up. But I do appreciate your time as usual. You can check out, like I said, Vernon's No Holes Barred column there in the Bowlers Journal International Magazine. Vernon and his uh, his other reviewers do a great job of laying things out, getting with uh, getting with the latest and greatest new equipment there. So check all of that out. And um, and by all means, uh, Vernon, thanks again for joining me. It seems like I said we catch up once a year, and uh, always appreciate your time. Very insightful, and uh, and let's uh, catch up again here down the road. Sounds good. Thanks for having me as always. Always enjoy listening to your your show too, and you guys do an amazing job. Thank you for doing what you do. Please remember, check out BowlingThisMonth.com, bowling's best and most comprehensive technical resource all at your fingertips, everything online you need for your bowling game. They have their ball reviews down your left-hand side, seeing lots of great articles on their website, everything that you need. They also have a piece up regarding string pins and their perspective on them, so check all of that stuff out, health and fitness, technique, Everything you need regarding your game, again, check them out. Bill Semsrat and the crew do a great job. BowlingThisMonth.com And finally, please check out H5GBrands.com, your place for dye-supplemented jerseys. I've had a lot of folks coming up to me lately using that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order, promo code ABOVE180. A lot of guys I know getting ready to head out on tour. So maybe you're not getting ready to head out on tour, but you're getting ready for city, state, USBC Open Championships also coming up. Use that promo code ABOVE180. That will get you $20 off your order. There's no hidden artwork fee, thousands of designs. These guys walk you through the entire process on the website. They do a mock-up jersey for you. I had this done over the summer. Everything turned out great. Again, remember, check out everything at h5gbrands.com. Also have your dye-supplemented replica jerseys if you're looking for those from your favorite PBA stars and PWBA stars. Again, everything you need all at your fingertips h5gbrands.com.